0: I think when you are surrounded by other people who get it and not just you know buy into the hype about what people say Disney adults are about then it's sort of like well why do I care what those people think because I've found my people
1: yeah it's like you you find this like safety in that and expressing that more and so it was for sure like when I was like 19 just leaving the college program, I was like a little more self-expressive with it and then like ran back into my hole. I was like, nah, like I rarely even told people I played Cinderella. Like if it would come out, it was because I was like with my dad and he would carry photos around of me.
0: To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. This is Spiritually Ever After, the place where Disney meets wellness and spirituality. I'm your host, Kitty Pacman spiritual mentor, licensed therapist, and major Disney person. This is the place where the magic of spirituality, self-awareness, and personal development meets the magic of Disney. You are safe to be your full magical self here. Now let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to Spiritually Ever After podcast. I'm Kitty Pakman. Today I have a very, very special guest, my dear friend, Kate Apple. Kate is the creator of the most magical experiences in Disney World and Universal Studios. And she's the owner of Magic is Real Co., which is we're going to have to get into on this because (laughs) we (laughs) need to talk about all of the amazing things that you are putting out there.
1: So welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I've been like, this, this feels like the exact right time this was supposed to happen. we've been kind of like rescheduling along the way. And I've just been so pumped to like dive in with you and chat all things Disney. And yeah, so thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. And- Again, you were definitely one of the first people, too, to reach out and say, I need to be on this. I need podcast. to be on this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just been hounding you
0: slightly. <laughs> and uh, for those who don't know, Kate is the one who led the retreat that I went on in October to Disney, the Outside the Lines retreat. So we were just in Disney World together, which was yes, so magical.
1: So magical.
0: The best place in the world. And again, to be able to be there together and just with such a great group of women and it was just magic magic magic. So, I'm excited to go back with you whenever that is.
1: But yes.
0: I'm to dive in today because we're talking about a topic that I think is very near and dear to both of our hearts. Yes. And something that again, I think from the start we just knew this was what we were going to talk about when
1: you came on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just like I ha- like I I feel like this is a topic that's so like such a common misunderstanding and also like lots of judgment around in like the world and even in even in the Disney community and yeah so for sure excited to dive in.
0: Yes I love that you bring up the controversy around it so we're talking if you couldn't figure it out yet we're (laughs) going to talk about Disney adults today. And it's so funny to get ready for this. I Googled Disney adults just to kind of see what would come up. I knew, like, I knew that I was getting myself into something, but I was like, let's just see. So, as I t- even just typed Disney adults into Google, the suggestion was uh, Disney adults are weird, <laughs> just straight off the bat. Right up, straight up. <laughs> In the People Also Ask section, we had What's the deal with Disney adults? when did Disney adults become a thing? And then of course, my personal favorite, what are Disney adults called? I think just Disney
1: adults, Yeah, That's Uh, what I was like- I don't know them as any other name. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, And I saw that there's been a Rolling Stone article written on how Disney adults became the most hated group on the internet and an NPR article, which was for some adults who love Disney, it's like a religion. And then, which again, to me, I was like, well, it's kind of true. So that's that's kind of fair, yeah. (laughs) And then the best, best, at least again for me as a millennial, so I'm sure you'll relate to this, of Urban Dictionary. The Urban Dictionary definition for Disney adults, a millennial adult with or without kids that can't stop talking about Disney, including the movies and the parks. Even if they do have kids, they're still way more obsessed with it than their kids ever would be. (laughs) They probably engage in casual, quote, Disney bounding and visit the theme parks at least once a year. They are obsessed with everything Disney and probably have a Mickey Mouse bumper sticker and or tattoo. One (laughs) of the most terrifyingly
1: intense people you'll ever encounter. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, that's amazing. And also not entirely wrong.
0: (laughs) as I read it I was like oh I wonder if Kate has a Mickey Mouse uh, some sort of Disney bumper sticker and or tattoo
1: oh my gosh so no on both fronts however when I left the college program I did have for sure a Disney bumper sticker and for (laughs) sure a um a Cinderella dice in my mirror like when dice were not even cool anymore and I still had them in my mirror
0: Well, again, for those who don't know, Kate, I know she just mentioned the Disney college program. She was Cinderella amongst other characters. So I cannot blame you. If you've been, if you've been able to be Cinderella, I don't even say play, it's like you've been, you've been her, (laughs) you get to have the dice. It doesn't matter what year it is.
1: Yeah, it's funny. And I think this will like, kind of like be a really good segue into like this and the entire topic we're talking about, but there was even on the college program. Now I did have... Like obviously leaving and being a part of that like enhanced my like Disney adultness, um, but for so long I was like completely resistant to calling myself that, saying that, putting it really out into the world. Like people knew I went to Disney a lot with my family, but like I was not like claiming that title at all because <laughs> because of the I think. I was afraid of being judged I was afraid of being shamed for it and also like wanted to separate myself from like the like crazy Disney adult that I thought existed
0: <laughs> um, I love that yeah. you bring that up because only again in preparing for this episode did I really look at and realize that I also had a period where I like I I knew I loved Disney but it just was not a really big part of my life for a while I definitely was not telling people that I was a Disney adult I wouldn't like wear Disney apparel oh no only in the last years did that start (laughs) to be cool and now I'm literally wearing a Disney sweatshirt right now like I wear Disney all the time so it's so funny and I would be curious if it was around either around the same age for us or at the same time because I do think over the last few years, it's become mainstream cool to wear Disney, even if you're not a Disney adult.
1: Yes, that's very true.
0: It's but like I do think there's been this like reclamation of the term Disney adults because it's sort of like it has gotten such a bad rep. Then those of us, I think, something that you mentioned specifically when you were talking about the Disney College Program, it's like I think when you are surrounded by other people who get it and not just you know buy into the hype about what people say Disney adults are about then it's sort of like, well, why do I care what those people think? Because I've found my people.
1: Yeah. It's like you, you find this like safety in that and expressing that more. And so it was for sure, like when I was like 19, 19, just leaving the college program I was like a little more self-expressive with it and then like ran back into my hole I was like nah like I rarely even told people I played Cinderella like if it would come out is because I was like with my dad and he would carry photos around of me like
0: I don't think I even knew until probably just before we went on the retreat and I've known you for a little while now so that was crazy to me because obviously I I still don't
1: say it enough probably (laughs) I
0: I would be saying it every day of my life again for me it wouldn't be Cinderella under all, it's not the right coloration, but whether it was Ariel, Merida, whoever, yeah. if I got the chance to play any Disney, any Disney, even if it was, you know, for a character, anyone, I would be telling everyone.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because throughout this like building of like creating the retreats and like really claiming the Disney adult title, like I finally am like, taking back that like pride that I had or have or never really um, allowed to grow inside of me around having that part and playing that role. And I always knew it was really cool. And people always reacted really intensely to it. Um, But for me, it was like, not I. I wasn't quite ready to like hold it and like claim it, and so that's why I changed my TikTok to former Cinderella. I was like, I'm claiming this bitch, and this is where we're at.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love it. And again, something that you, the word you said, you said specifically like that intent that love it so intensely. And it, I think to me, a lot of the people that I've learned are Disney people that really get it. Are these women who, like myself, have been said we're too much, who have been said it's too intense, who said we need to scale it back, or you know people can't handle that, or that's not what, and it's again, it's that recognition that when you're around the right people, you get to just be who you truly are in yes. all of it.
1: Yeah, and I think the more you like, obviously, this is speaking like universally with whatever it is that you love and want to self express, and 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 like nerd out on and like wave your freak flag about um but for like it as this is an example it's like yeah the more you surround yourself by the people who really connect on that you know it's it's in any safe space where you're like these are my people um you know you tend to feel a lot safer to just step out and and be okay with it and and as you get older and as i get older I just don't give a fuck anymore. So like, I'm like, I'm waving all my freak flags and like you, I don't really care if you care. So cool.
0: (laughs) And again, I think that's how we attract the people who we're meant to have in our life because the more that we really are our true selves, the more we're going to attract in people who are like our true selves. Yeah. We're showing up as someone that we're not when we're trying to fit in rather than, you know, allow ourselves to truly belong. We're going to keep attracting people who are similar to who we think we are supposed to be.
1: Yeah, totally. And it's like, that's an energetic thing too. It's like, you're calling in more people that get it and connect on that and want the same things and, you know, love the same things. It all makes sense. (laughs)
0: It really does. And again, I'm just thinking like, again, we've been in each other's worlds for a little while now. And even like a year ago, if we were to say, all right, a year from now, I'm going to have a Disney podcast. You're going to be doing Disney retreats, right? Like, it's sort of like,
1: I don't even think we had talked about Disney a year ago nope nope not at all and it's well and I think that's so like beautiful about like our connection and like every time we talk we find something else that we're like oh you love that too of course oh you want to do that too of course like it's we're very very simpatico which I think is so cool and just like a really fun magical connection
0: yes no and again I think when we especially when we were in person together on the retreat just more and more of it was coming out and we're both five ones right
1: yeah
0: so and I know you're a Scorpio I'm a Leo but I have so much Scorpio in my chart and that's another thing we've definitely connected on is just having that I love Scorpio energy like some of my, my sister a bunch of my best closest friends are all Scorpios like I just love that energy and especially for like why I really started this podcast was to be able to have not just to talk about Disney right but to like have these really deep conversations where we're able to just like drop right in and really get to it instead of having to do all of the fluff
1: yeah and
0: to me that's really what what Scorpio energy is all that
1: is Scorpio through and through I cannot fluff at all (laughs) I mean again really? I think
0: I've, I've been conditioned to learn and like you said the older I get the more I'm just defluffing
1: completely there's yes. no need for fluff and it's so beautiful and it's it's like liberating like to get there and I don't know I don't think I know exactly how old you are but I'm 36 and I'm like like I think by the time I hit 40, I'm going to be like in the true embodiment of like, I do not give a F. <laughs> yes.
0: So I'm five years behind you. I'm 31. And I, I see that like, that's, that's what it felt like when I turned 30. It was like, oh, like I get it. Like even leading up to, I think from like 28 and a half up until I turned 30, I kept telling everyone like, oh, I'm 30. I literally would say it. They're like, "No, you're not." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it just felt like I was because I think I was like mentally prepared for it. Um, And now I'm like, I even see it even more. I'm like, I know just as I get older and older, it just is. Yeah, you just. Yeah. I think again, it's that realizing what really matters and that you don't yeah. have to actually do a lot of the things that we grew up being told from society that we had to do.
1: Yeah, and when you're in our world and the spiritual, the self, the self-help, self help, self growth community it's also very like such a prevalent like not just age but it's like oh you you sort of you get more comfortable in who you are and and living life that way yeah yeah and again i think like you said because
0: we're in this community it's like this combination of constantly doing our own work and being surrounded by people who are doing their own work and so really constantly being inspired by each other yeah and by ourselves right like oh I'm doing this thing so I want to share about it and then oh I hear Kate's doing this thing that she usually lit up about maybe I want to try that and so yeah. it's
1: almost like that ripple effect yeah totally I love that and I and I you know the older I get the more I just am like the being surrounded by like a safe community is like where it's where it's at <laughs> it's like from women really specifically yes. women although you know men have their place too, but (laughs) it's like, I just, there's just like this level of like power and safety in in a safe community of women who really get you. 100%. And I think, again, that's where it's that, that dual action of being in community
0: and the way that you kind of get the most out of that community and show up the most for that community is when you're doing the work for yourself. And so it's like that reciprocal process of real, I think at least for me, I know in the last like year or two, it's like, I looked up, and realized that I had made all these incredible connections and had this network of women. I'm like, where did I even find all of these women? Like where did they all come from? And in that inherent in that there's this, in a good way, an internal pressure of like, well, I got to make sure I keep doing my work. Right. I can't be the one that like, you know, not that I think of even like the falling off the wagon or anything like that, but like it inspires me to keep going, especially in, you know, I know we've, before we even started recording this, we were talking the last few months have been rough for a lot of us. And so I think for me, having that community to be able to look to and keep me going has been really, really key. Yeah,
1: totally. And I like same. I mean, shocking, our journeys are similar, but yeah, in the last two years, like such a different world because all of a sudden I have all of these true friends that I could reach out to at any moment and would just listen and hold space and like be able to do that too. It's like so beautiful to to have. And I, I do not take it for granted at all.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: And I think too, the, another part that's inherent in that is that we have a lot of women who are Reiki certified and all these other, you know, fun modalities. And so not only is it just that they can hold that space, which usually is all we really need, but sometimes it's like, okay, now they can actually help send or they can write, help you facilitate. I know you've been doing a ton of soul flow lately. And Again, to bring it back to this Disney adult aspect, we did the most incredible Disney soul flow at Mm. the retreat in October. I it's funny. I think I told you I had been planning on at some point doing a Disney soul flow. And I just made so many soul flow playlists at this point, because I just love it so much. So I have a ton (laughs) that I've made that I haven't actually done. And so I had one and it's good. But what we did at your retreat, I was just like, oh my goodness, this was just exactly what I needed. I think it was also just that aspect of receiving and Uh, just being able to be there on our last morning. That was so special
1: yeah It actually like I think back to that as like one of my top soul flows ever like not even just like taught like being a part of too um and it actually blows my mind that it almost didn't happen <laughs> like I almost talked talked us out of it because it was supposed to be Saturday night and it just didn't feel like the vibe and everyone was like kind of like just chilling that day and I had gotten sick and and I was like, I didn't think anyone would want to do it in the morning because it was a travel day and everyone's packing and all this stuff. And everyone was like, no, that that sounds good. And I was like, all right, I guess we're doing it in the morning. And it ended up being so perfect, the absolute perfect ending to that experience. And yeah, I'm so glad it ended up happening. <laughs> And I will say definitely the first time that I've roared in a soul flow. Yes.
0: Wonderful. I love it. I love it. I think, I can't remember if I've told you this, but I definitely haven't said it yet on the podcast. So when I was younger, I mean, you know, my obsession with Simba. You know, my obsession with the song, um, Just Can't Wait to Be King. When I was younger, again, because I thought, I think I thought that I was Simba from when it came out in 94 until probably like 1997 or so. And I kept growing through Simba costumes because each Halloween I still wanted to be Simba, but the one for me before it didn't fit. So I had a few yeah. different Simba costumes. But specifically with that song, I made my family let me re record our uh, voicemail to be We Can't Come to the Phone Right Now because we're working on our roar. I oh like, my God. I cannot believe that I did
1: this. I really That's did this. So cute, though.
0: <laughs> I, knew, I knew who I was,
1: you know? Yeah, you really did. We always do, and then we lose it. But that's amazing. I love that yeah. so much. And again, perfect to describe the retreat, right? Because
0: again, yeah. it was an inner child healing retreat. And totally. It's funny too, because I know something we talked about afterwards was that obviously we talk a lot about inner child healing, but this felt more like an inner child play retreat. Like yeah. it was there was healing, obviously, that happened, but it was just so playful and fun. And again, like we were saying earlier about having those people that really get it it's not that everyone that came on this retreat was the exact same. We weren't, right? We were this like diverse, amazing group of different women who also just love Disney and just got it. And so there, these bonds just formed so quickly and it just was so special.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and when I conceptualized it, I kind of, that was my go-to was it really felt like this was like the medicine that's needed in the world right now is like play and um, joy and like freedom in that. Um, And I pushed the inner child piece. Obviously there was healing, like you said, we did a lot of inner child work, Um, but I pushed that because I was like, ah, this is what people think they want, but I'm going to give them something a little (laughs) a little bit, but it was both because those things are so beautiful for your child. You're like, you're healing your inner child. And I think people forget that it's like, you do all this like shadow work and that, like, that's, that's the work. That's the hard work. And it is, it's a part of it, of course, but people really forget and neglect this like other piece or, or kind of limit their options in healing and how to heal and ways to heal and play as such a beautiful, uh, way to heal and, and connect to yourself. And that was like, when that that dropped in, I was like, this needs to be created and I will be creating it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that
0: play in and of itself is healing.
1: And I think a lot of
0: people don't realize we're just starting to really get that, how important it is to slow down and go back to the basics of what really lights
1: us up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, that's the thing. It's like, it's so simple yet so complex because adults don't know how to do it anymore. It's like the only real play we know how to do is like going to bars and like having a glass of wine and and or going drinking with our girls or winery. you know, it's always like involving alcohol in some way or like not that there's literally anything wrong with that. Like I love I wine. I actually, it's funny that you say that because
0: it's I totally agree with you. And I don't think that like vilifying alcohol is the answer either. I'm not no. saying that, like, that's a bad thing. And I loved that on the retreat, we did drink when we were in, Ep- like, how do you not drink when you're in Epcot if you drink, yeah. right? So I love <laughs> yeah. that we did that um, because on most of the retreats that I've been on, that just hasn't been something that's been part of it, which again, made sense for what those retreats were, right? you know, right. Obviously we weren't drinking any other night when we were at the retreat, but when you're in Epcot, if you want to have a drink, like you get to have drinks so. up.
1: yeah yeah yeah. and and it's interesting and we are like so off topic at this point but I'm okay
0: with it (laughs) always I mean we're not but we are not though all of this is
1: Disney adults yes we'll we'll
0: circle back to the actual topic but this is all
1: Disney adults because we are Disney adults absolutely and I like feel like it's all very connected to the Disney adult world um but yeah that was something that I like really uh hemmed and hawed about and like I take people to Disney parks and then be like, nah, like you're, you're all adults, but you can't have a beverage. Right, like that didn't it would feel be right. Bizarre. Yeah. And then I was like, what am I, what am I thinking in my head that like, sh- I shouldn't do that. And then I was like, fuck that. This retreat is not about shouldn'ts. It's yes. about saying yes and freedom. And I was like, well, that, that makes it easy. <laughs> like clearly we're going to, if you want or not, have a bed red or two on, on the day at Disney. I think if we had been going to the parks with the intention of
0: that being another like really deep healing experience and like having it be this like more somber is not the right word, but more like serious and, and intentionally making it more like sacred in the more traditional sense. Yeah. I can see kind of being like, all right, again, I don't think I would ever be like, you're not allowed to drink, but maybe saying, you know, I would say you'll have <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Maybe have yeah. one, whatever. But I think especially again, because so much of what we were doing there was play. Yeah. Yeah. You get to play and have a, a few drinks, have a, yeah. a, have a margarita if you want
1: one. Yeah. And I think like that goes back to like the idea, like adults, that is really like a way that some of us play or like to play. And there's literally nothing wrong with that. Um, but I also think like, that's the only way we remember how, and we love it so much because it allows us to have like fake freedom and it allows us to have like a little bit more wildness and it's not like safe wildness necessarily, unless you're in a safe group of people and are doing it like, you know, using your brain. But like, I, I think that like, we forget how to play without that. A lot of the time. So that was kind of like, you know, why the decision was made like, okay, no alcohol, like during any part of like the experience at the house. But like when we're in Disney, that's like, that's the freedom and that you get to choose and you get to have that ex- the experience that you want to have and not feel bad about it. That is, I love
0: that concept of that fake freedom because that really is what it is. And I, yeah. <laughs> I think even that in and of itself, there's that duality of it's not a true freedom in the sense of, Right, like you're feeling like you're needing this to be able to be that part of yourself, Right. and there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't necessarily mean that that is harmful to your quote unquote real freedom. If we're using fake freedom, right? Yeah, <laughs> it just is because there's different parts of us, um, and I think that again, that that was a lot of you know what we did in that experience was that duality of right, like we get to be super. I think this in general is on a lot of retreats, not even just when they're like inner child, but like in one minute, you can be so deep in your like sacred experience in a circle or maybe one-on-one with one of the facilitators. And then a minute later, you are bursting out laughing at something that someone said and being able to have both of that, I think is so, is so important and is such a big part of that healing.
1: Yeah. And it like the duality is the human experience, right? It's like, it's all welcome. It's all okay. It's all a part of it. And yeah, I, I, I think it's such a a big part of like why to circle back to the topic, right? Like why Disney adults exists and I, I, you know, like just us talking about the retreat experience I remember thinking like, no one who doesn't like Disney is going to want to sign up for this because usually it's like, you either like Disney or you don't and don't give it crap and don't want to be a part of it. Or you'll go like once in your life. Um, and what I found was the two people that hadn't either been in a years and years or had never been fell in love. Um, and I, and I said that you know, in, in promoting it, I was like, you don't have to like Disney at all. This isn't about Disney Disney. It's just a, an aspect of it. Um, but I may make you a Disney adult at the end and I actually did create two Disney adults at the end in addition to all the other Disney adults officially
0: converted and I would like an honorable mention in that conversion specifically (laughs) for the full-on personal tour that I gave to Ashley on Pirates of the Caribbean full of facts she was like "Wow, I really feel like I have my own tour guide
1: (laughs) Yes, that and that, that's that's the beauty of you because I am not like a big Disney history buff, and you know so much about that, and I love it. Uh so I love that you brought that to the table. It's so funny. But
0: that like it just comes out. It's it's one of those things that like I never intended on, you know, necessarily sharing with other people. I just love I like yeah, you know, especially like I think I really love documentaries, but have realized that as much as I enjoy like um like SVU and those type of shows, a lot of times like they like mess with my energy. I'll have weird dreams and Same. things. So I like, and being more conscious about how, you know, how I'm consuming that sort of stuff. Whereas Disney documentaries, it's like the best of both <laughs> worlds. It's like yeah. my one line in human design. It's all about, right. Like going deep and and really wanting to be that forever student and learning and learning and going deeper. And so for me, it's like, I just can't get enough of Disney history, Disney facts, like all of it.
1: Yeah. I love that. And I think like They're like just seeing the two of them fall in love and be in the magic. Like if you're already a Disney adult, which I feel like you and the other, you know, clients, quote unquote, they, you guys were already Disney fans like Hopefully already were Disney
0: adults through and through I feel like totally. neither of them would be offended if we just yes <laughs> i like I don't want right to call it out, but they're
1: Disney adults <laughs> um but the two other uh women you know just never that was just not their experience and um I was interested to see how that unfolded but I kind of like intuitively was like they're gonna just have the best day of their lives and want to come back and I just remember both of them saying like oh my god like I can't wait to come back and I think that's like that's the thing that there's like this bad reputation or there's this like idea it's just for kids or um you know like there's just like a lot of judgments around people who like want to go be a kid for a day which I find so silly like why do we why does anyone care like that sounds pretty good. Like, why not? Like, um, but I, I, I often like hear that and I'm like, y'all know that like Walt Disney created Disney, Disneyland specifically at the time to have a place where adults and children together can play for the day or have fun for the day or just be a kid or Experience magic, right? Like that was his conception. It was not. I'm building a theme park for children. It well, was, it's actually
0: it's an adorable story, right? It's that he was watching his. Because it's it's funny. Like the the way that you're saying it almost sounds like he was so benevolent and wanted to do this <laughs> for the world. <laughs> no. Walt and I. I love Walt Disney. <laughs> yeah, dude. Literally, I once when I was younger, my sister was she used to play teacher a lot, and the assignment for me and my best friend was. Uh, if you could bring someone back from the dead, who would it be? 100% wrote a whole essay on Walt Disney. Um, (laughs) But he was watching his daughters on like a carousel and was jealous. And basically was like, I want to be on that, but I'm not allowed on that. So I'm going to go make a park where I'm allowed to go on the ride with my kids. I just love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that the of the history. That is one thing that I have read before. And I loved that too. I was like, he, it wasn't about like, like you said, it wasn't like this benevolent benevolent beginning. He was just like, nah, I like, I want to have fun too. So like, how can I do that? It's like the thing that you want to do, you create it. Right. (laughs) But yeah, just like going back to like the two women who just like, just fell in love and became Disney adults in front of our eyes. Um, you, you can be converted. <laughs> yeah. And I'll
0: say too, because I know you brought up the reputation of the company and there's just a lot, right? And yeah. I know definitely for me, there have certainly been things that the company has done. And I will acknowledge that I'm sure there's a million things that the company's done that I have no idea about yeah, that same. do definitely, you know, go against what I believe in ethically. And I think there's space for all of it. Um, yeah. For me, I I really don't believe in this cancel culture vibe that we have yeah. of basically like if someone or, or an organization does one thing that we don't like, people are just quick to kind of cancel them. And I think that it's so much bigger than that. And that doesn't mean that if I didn't have, you know, if I had the opportunity to speak to Disney executives or get some time with Mm -hmm. Bob Iger that I wouldn't give him a piece of my mind in terms of, right, LGBTQ rights and a bunch of other things in general. I know you said uh, it was a job in the Disney College program and I wanted to pipe in, like, were you getting paid enough for it to count as a job? Because usually (laughs) you're not, right? So there's a lot of things that certainly if I were involved in the advising of the Walt Disney Company would be going differently.
1: Yeah. And, and well, that could be a whole podcast in and of itself of like things we do not agree with. And yeah, we're, I'm the first to call it out. Like I was always the first person to be like, this ride sucks or like, what did they do with this theming? Like why? Um, You know, and, and that's like, I feel like that's, you should, you should question the things that you love or like you should be open to like seeing things in a more broad way, Um, I'm not like die hard, like they can do no wrong, and I don't think many of them are, like many of us are, like I don't, I've never met one, like uh, Disney adults tend to be very open-minded people, not all of them, it's a, it's a spectrum, just like any other group of people, Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like that, it like contributes to it, and, and understandably so it's like, you know, you get a bad reputation in this way or that way. And then people who like you are, are going to be, you know, kind of lumped into one category. So it makes sense in theory.
0: (laughs) I think too, right. Disney is just widely seen as one of the most successful businesses and companies in the world. And so, and throughout history, not just recent, obviously. And so, when you're at the top, you're always going to have haters. That's just how it goes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and in some ways and in some, uh, forums, rightfully so, right? Like I, they're not, uh, I, to me,
0: it's always like, that's how we grow. Right. I know at least yeah. as a person, I'm always like, I am fully available for constructive criticism because I want to yeah. grow.
1: Yeah. So they're not I, a I mean to
0: think it. The, com- the company wants people to not express I mean they may not want people to express them exactly how or (laughs) how often they do but I don't think I think there's also kind of this notion as if not just that like Disney can do no wrong but that also that like Disney has no time and space for hearing anything outside of kind of like their and I think the people that really know Disney know at its core, Disney is about innovation. And so you don't innovate if you're not looking at what's not working currently.
1: Totally. And, you know, I think that that is the type of people that, you know, tend to fall in love with Disney. It's the people who do have open hearts or open minds or, um, are really into the fantasy, you know, vibe of the experience. Um, You know, and I, I, I grew up reading fantasy books. I have always loved the fantastical. I've always loved, I grew up in musical theater. I've loved acting. So like, it all like fit very well in my personality to love Disney because there's so much of that there there's so much magic there's so much fantasy and when you grow up watching the movies and they come to life in the parks it just all makes sense um but I think I think the there's like a there's a disconnect right and and it's and it's a part of why Disney adults get such hate or such like weirdo vibes from people is that we as a society truly believe like the message we're taught to believe is that you aren't Peter Pan and you have to grow up right your message is at one point it's like put away the play put away the fun and you know get a job Build the picket fan, picket fence. Get married, settle down, have kids. Like then you're the adult and they're the kids, and that's just life, right? Which is such bullshit. And rinse and repeat, right? Yeah, like it's such bullshit, and and uh, we're slowly, slowly dismantling this, and and going in the right direction. But phew, that's you know, long time, long time from now, yes. <laughs> we will have that figured and
0: out. I think again, that's so much of the work that both of us do because in my opinion, the way that we dismantle that system and we build a new one is by encouraging others to do what lights them up and yeah. to not have to follow all the rules that you were told to follow. Obviously figuring out a way that it still works with your life, but if you yeah. love Disney and you want to make Disney some sort of career for yourself, you absolutely can because we have two of us here on the podcast mm-hmm. right now that have bought, right? So yeah. it's really, it's just about, um, I think, spending enough time with yourself to know what even you really like in this moment here and not just what we, you know, we think we like. Um, but I think also like you referenced kind of like looking at what you liked when you were a child and looking for like that golden thread. Like I know I also definitely was into like all the magical things, anything with witches in it, obviously everything, Disney, a lot of i wasn't necessarily into like i wasn't in theater but like definitely was a huge like musical theater fan in terms of the songs and everything and so it's like of, of course it's gonna make but yeah. now as an adult yeah. I love this. And yeah I love the and
1: i think love like even if movies. yeah yeah and i think like even if you don't have that history and that's not true to your childhood going to disney as an adult not as a parent right because that's a whole different type of magic. I have a son, he's four years old. Seeing him experience the magic is everything. I'm obsessed with it. It's so wonderful. And I love seeing him in his child essence doing that. But when I go as an adult, and if you're able to ever do that, there's something really beautiful about reconducting to that part of you. Um, even if that part of you needs healing, or even even if that part of you, that childlike essence and fantasy and wonder, even if you didn't experience that in childhood, it's like you get to heal that part by stepping into this world and allowing yourself to experience it. Um, and I think like that's something that we, they, they don't talk about in the Disney you know Disney adult world and all the judgment that comes in. It's like wow, these people are crazy and weird. And I'm like, what makes them weird though? Like, being able to tap into something that so many adults have lost. Like, I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: I, there's so much I feel like in what you just said that I want to respond to. <laughs> I mean, so first I'll say that I'm not a parent, so I haven't had the experience of bringing my own children there. And of course, when you first started thinking it, I was like, bless your heart, because I cannot <laughs> imagine the level of responsibility especially as the person who plans the Disney trips of (laughs) like being there as I cannot imagine it but I did get to have the experience of going with my little brothers especially when they were really little and it was when I was watching them full-time so I was really 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 close with them and seeing that magic on their faces is like literally like no other so I can relate in that sense but it is definitely a very different experience and as you were talking, what I was thinking is, and I can't even remember if we've mentioned this yet on the podcast, but that you also help people book their Disney trips. Yes. And so, if you are not a Disney adult and you are dipping, you're dipping your toe in, you're Disney curious, maybe you can, like, you can have a very different trip than the trip that maybe you and I would have if the two of us were going, just the two of us. Yeah. Right. Like, you're staying at a different hotel, you're going to different restaurants, you're doing different experiences. Maybe you're not even doing Magic Kingdom. You don't yeah. have to do that, right? You can go to Animal Kingdom and never even be in that like traditional Disney magic feel.
1: Yeah, and I think people like the people that don't go to Disney, or especially ones that don't go just adults. Like you, you when you have a kid, you go to the things that the kids like. You take them to the playground and the the little splash area and the the you know rides they can ride and all the Way things. In line for Dumbo. <laughs> yeah, but like there's so much so much more to do that people don't even realize like as an adult like obviously epcot in of itself the world showcase is really just for adults like kids kids I obviously kids can go there they're all welcome anywhere you go kids are welcome in, in disney world but like it is food it's like they tried to and find ways to
0: make it interesting for little kids <laughs> with the like you know here color this in every you know yeah. pavilion. i'm like yeah, okay it's
1: really yeah, like and they're really they are trying to like change that obviously with the adding of Frozen and the adding of Ratatouille and like adding rides into there which is totally fine I'm I'm here for it um but you know there's a lot to do as an adult in Disney World that has nothing to do with children and also all the things that children do like is so very much welcome for adults to do, like going back to Walt's like concept, but like that is a part of like the magic and the experience for you, like to be able to just play and let go and just have fun and be free for an hour or two, 10 hours, whatever, however long you're in the parks. And like you said, like Magic Kingdom, my least favorite park. And I know I'm gonna get hate for that y'all, I know, but it is my least favorite park it's just not my vibe. I My top two are Epcot. Number one is Epcot Forever and Always. My second is Animal Kingdom. And they also have, just by chance, the best bars <laughs> and the best food and wine. And, you know, so I, I think that, like, it's just the the universe that is Disney and Disney World, Disneyland, the ones overseas, the cruise lines, there's so much to do as an adult that like you get the best of both worlds too. It's not like, like we said earlier, it's like, yeah, you can have an, a drink and you can like sit and watch a cool show and like all these things. Like it's a, it's very catered to the masses, everybody.
0: 100%. And I know, right. There's the boardwalk, there's Disney Springs. There's all these options that all are, just going there, you could feel that it is way more catered towards adults and just sort of like general the general public and not yeah. it's not a little kid's, you know place to be. I mean, obviously a lot of people bring little kids to Disney World, but yeah. it's definitely a, there are a lot of older people there. and I think especially going back to that urban dictionary definition, call, specifically calling it out Millennials, right? that to me, I think a lot of Disney adults or a lot of Millennials are Disney adults. Because we grew up, we were young during that Disney Renaissance. So for us, true. it was like we were to have been a small child as these incredible classics were coming out. That was just like the standard for us. And again, yeah. obviously, that was when because they were doing so well with the movies and everything that was coming out on that side, the parks were booming. It was like everyone wanted to go to Disney Worlds then. Um, and again, I I think if you were lucky enough, like I know my family went fairly often, that was one of the kind of benefits of having divorced parents is it was like, well, we haven't been with you in a while. We've only been with dad in a while or vice versa (laughs) and playing that against them. Um, but
1: I think, yeah, there's just, there's so much to do in Disney for adults. Speaking to like where to stay and what to do. And as like a Disney travel specialist, like this is what I say to clients too. It's like, what, what, calls to you what's in your budget number one obviously but number two like what calls to you and what feels like something that would make you feel in your magic that would make you feel connected or excited about um because there's just a gamut of uh it's an incredible amount of choices and it's really hard to say like i can say beach club is my favorite for multiple reasons but i love so many of the resorts i've stayed at so many of the resorts there um and so you really can't go wrong I would say as far as like adult theming you're gonna the deluxe resorts are obviously very you know they got the spas they have the like very adult more like pretty bars like stuff like that but the pricier you get the more adult-esque you get yeah I would say that's probably very true um and I'm thinking like Polynesian is like probably like first of all, the most expensive on property besides Grand Floridian, which actually Polly tends to be more these days. I know I've seen that, which is so
0: crazy to me, (laughs) which of course, because this is how my brain works. I'm like, oh, perfect. So now is a good opportunity to try to
1: stay at the Grand Floridian. (laughs) No, seriously, because the Polynesian is absolutely winning, at least in the last year. I'm like, why is the Polynesian the most expensive? And they're about to do more refurbs, right? I think they're still in the process. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know they they after the reverb they jacked um, up the price.
0: Spirit of Aloha. I don't know if you had ever gone to that, but it was actually yes. a really good dinner show. I loved that. I and it was good food and it was all you can eat and all you can drink. Wine was included. It was yeah. something that I wish I had taken more advantage of as a Disney adult. Um, but I know that they knocked that down and I think they're they putting did. up like communication stuff. Right?
1: Like D V C properties or something? I think you're right about that. Yeah. The the vacation club villas are going in. And yes, I totally agree. Like again, this is where it's like we see the flaws. Like some things Disney changes, and you're like, "Why would you do that?" And other things, I'm like, "Here for." Like Splash Mountain, it's old. It needs to go. Exactly. It's slightly racist. Like it's time. <laughs> like even and I even, love Tiana.
0: So just Tiana. Yes, i like a movie, so I'm so excited for it. So it's like, it is time. No
1: to- one knows, like especially kids these days. No one knows that story. My son does not know that story. He only knows the story because he's been on Splash Mountain, right? Like,
0: I, and I think if anything, it almost could like they don't know the story and then it could spark them saying well what is this from and then looking into yes. it and then, yeah. you know like being exposed to the things that a lot of the people that push back against it claim they don't want kids to be exposed to
1: yeah so like mm, like I'm totally here for that and also Tiana deserves a space yes. like shh, that movie's good and her character is cool and I want to see her thriving. And I, know, I think so a Bayou ride, I like hate Splash Mountain because that drop scares the shit out of me, but I will go on Tiana's Bayou ride. <laughs> I'm so, I am so think just in general, like it needed the refurb. It was time. Yeah, it We're was ready time. for a new, fresh
0: storyline. So I'm, I'm definitely excited about that.
1: Yeah. And, it, and, you know, obviously Disney was like on the, co- that happened, that announcement happened on the coattails of everything in 2020 right after Floyd's murder yeah was, yeah so like they got of so course, much right slack for that it, but
0: I'm like it was so that was June 2020 so they probably announced it either that June or July and it's now January of 23 and the ride is closing right so it took them three years yeah. to even close the ride before they start making the renovation that yeah, they, they gave
1: people then. time to like say goodbye yeah. and it even take all of that out whatever like people in their stupid woke comments like get out of here but like take even all of that out it just needed an update it's t- exactly. it's like an old movie an old story it's a very old ride at I this think point. something
0: about just the way it was originally designed obviously it was supposed to look sort of old and then it aged like no that just looks really old like yes. is this even safe is this good for me to go on and again you know it is because it's disney yeah but it was sort of like i don't know
1: This is all to say, look, we are two adults, fully grown, mature ladies who are very powerful, confident, full of wisdom. And clearly we love Disney and everything it has to offer. And there's also like, we get the misunderstanding and the, the, the judgment. And look, I have met some I don't want to say weird because I I don't think it's weird, but like intense Disney adults certainly we'll like their next level Disney adults. Yes, 100%. and they exist too. And hey, like more power to them. Like if you move down there to go to Disney every day, like more power to you. Like dreams. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, again, I think it's really it, and so much. I think of this episode has been focused on it is just embracing your weird, whatever that is, embracing what you love, whatever that is. And so for some of us, you hate Disney and that's fine too. Like love what you love for some of us. Maybe you're a little curious, you're dipping your toe in some of us Mm -hmm. love it, but it's not our whole entire life. And then obviously there are people that it's Disney is life and good for you. Like wherever you are on that spectrum, good for you. But like, if you haven't ever thought about it, if maybe it's something that, you were sort of into when you were younger but not really as an adult or like you said kate maybe you were never into it as a kid maybe your family never went to disney but you're just kind of curious about it again this is your invitation to like let yourself maybe look at it a little bit what would you suggest for someone like what movie do you have a movie suggestion for someone to try to
1: okay so like as i in on my as we're talking about like extremes and spectrums of disney adults i am way more a disney adult when it comes to Walt Disney World than I am the movies however I've seen them all because i have a four-year-old and when Disney Plus came out I was like I'm watching everything and I can't wait but also I'm also like I don't I don't have the same like passion for the movies as I do Mm -hmm. um but if if I was to suggest like of the newer movies to like someone who's like Disney movies like it would probably be I mean, Moana's like a, a go-to for that because it's just, it's not like a princess movie. It's like women empowerment. It's got like mystical, but like really cool storyline. Like, it's just a neat, like, I don't, is it even for kids? I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. That was such a big part of the retreat. We kept coming back to the Moana. Moana
1: yeah. It's there. such a vibe, but it is beautifully also, uh, something kids enjoy too so I love that but the other one would probably be Coco um because it's such a beautiful story and just um it's it's surprising and also underrated like why there's not a Coco ride makes me very sad I will I will hope that one day Coco obviously becomes- yeah, me, when
0: I was in Disney for the retreat me and one of the other girls both got the same Coco sweatshirt yes we have to and- I still
1: have regrets I want that so bad
0: <laughs> I think it is on shop Disney it probably is I and there know. were cute sweatpants to match it was like it is a vibe it's like a tie-dye sweatshirt it's very cute I love both of those answers. And I would say if you like musicals and you know, you're mm-hmm. into that um, Encanto for me is is just so good. And obviously it got a lot of hype, but to me, like if you're watching it from, I know I did a, an episode on it already. Like if you're yes. watching from that lens of the conversation we've been having today, embracing your gifts, embracing who you are, realizing what you really you know bring to the world I think that's a really good one and if you're not into musicals because I think a lot of people don't love Disney because it's so much you know breaking into song every other minute (laughs) which of course I love Liz who was on the retreat and helped take pictures of us and just in general was incredible support she had suggested Onward to me and I loved it oh my god it was so good and again I think to me all of these Disney movies what they all have is just that like focus on love and like obviously not just romantic love, but, like, that agape, like, deep love, and Onward just does that so well and has a really good kind of twist towards the edge. Just so much that happened. I thought that was such a good movie, so I loved that suggestion. Thank you, Liz, and anytime anyone's (laughs) like, well, what, you know, what about the new movies? Like, which one should I watch? I'm like, if you don't like music, you should watch Onward.
1: Yeah, no, and I remember that came out, I think, like, during somewhere in the year of like 2020 2021 like when we still weren't really like seeing people a lot and that was like something i was really excited about because i was like oh a new one because you know i watched all the old ones like frantically when it first came out <laughs> um and my son really liked it too and i i remember thinking like no one's talking about this like no one's talking about this movie that's like a very good movie. I hadn't seen it like, until
0: I was suggested. Yeah. And, and no one really about. talks
1: about it. You don't hear about it. It's not in any of the theming at the parks or anything like that. So it is like it's like Disney Plus's best kept secret, that one. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's so def- good. And definitely something again, like good to watch with the family. Like it's a good movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so and I also going back to like the ride, I would suggest, for adults. Now, Disney has, they have taken Star Wars and everything under its belt as Disney, but really, it's so very separate, I think, Um, and so many adults enjoy those movies, and not everyone, but, like, if you're a Star Wars fan, but, like, have no uh, real Uh, like, itch to be, like, a Disney adult, go to Disney, and you don't have kids, but you love Star Wars, like, I highly recommend that you at least take one to two full days in Hollywood studios and going to that experience, because, and I'm, I'm also a Universal person, I love Harry Potter and all the things, what I think Universal does overall better than Disney is theming, I think they just nail it a little, not necessarily in all ways but like when they go hard on something they go hard. harry potter
0: world is just another le- harry potter yeah. world you are in the world
1: of Harry. you potter. are in the books yeah. and it's incredible and yeah. it's to, to a fan that is huge so like going back to the star wars i feel like disney did that a really good job especially because that was uh well i guess
0: actually pandora and then Star Wars were the two that came out. I think Pandora came out just after Harry Potter. And it was kind of like, I think Disney realized we have to step it up. Like uh, if they're yeah. doing that we can't get away with whatever is Dinoland USA in Animal Kingdom, aside from your <laughs> beloved dinosaur.
1: <laughs> no, get rid of all of it, but dinosaur, like, ew, ew, ew. I hope all of the, like, rumors about that changing into something mm-hmm. cool or Zootopia, like, I'm here for all of that, but, yeah. like, leave my dinosaur. They probably won't, but still. Um,
0: <laughs> I guess if um,
1: they did a Zootopia,
0: they could get away with keeping dinosaur, potentially.
1: Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, you know, it's like the the time. I don't know. I don't know how they would do it, but like Disney has fitted weird things together. Well, that's what so. it, it doesn't
0: fit really, but it doesn't fit less than dinosaur or DinoLand USA fits in Animal Kingdom. Current, like you know, so it's sort of like
1: yeah. Said? And I feel like that <laughs> takes away from like you know these animals existed before. You know these animals that we see today like i liked that they had that aspect even though they did the theming terrible yeah. terribly awful yeah. yeah. um but yeah i do think pandora
0: is incredible i have not actually been yet to um on, at anything in um now i cannot even think of what is hollywood studios of,
1: yeah what is the name of star wars led there um Ga- galaxy's edge no yes
0: Yes. Galaxy's Edge. That took us. I was like, is that a
1: ride? No. I'm like, I cannot think of it. Galaxy's
0: Edge. That is what it is. Um, so I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge yet, but I know it just looks (sighs) incredible. And I know like the theming is, I'm not a huge Star Wars person. I'm not, not a Star Wars person. Um, but I can get down with a good theme always so yes. it's, I'm
1: it's not either awesome. and I like honestly came back from like experiencing that and um I think I even told you guys I like, Disney bounded as a Star Wars character that I had never seen the movie <laughs> like, I don't know who she is but I was like I like her outfit um, though. And yeah, was a, like those pictures were awesome offensive to the Star Wars people I'm so sorry my Star Wars fans um but yeah I I I think the theming in that is really incredible. And I think they did a really good job and I'm interested to see how they expand that. And also Rise of Resistance is like, so Guardians of the Galaxy and Epcot is like the most fun ride I've ever been on ever. Um, And I think the Rise of Resistance is the most realistic you feel you have entered star wars world it just seems it, so cool like, truly i was like i think i've i morphed into a star wars movie like it's did Huck go on that with you or you've only gone he, as an adult he did yeah was he okay
0: on it was it too scary
1: <sighs> okay so he was not scared of dinosaur not scared of uh splash mountain not scared of test track like he is like my little adventure seeker sad rising me too um but he um was terrified on that ride (laughs) yeah I'm not (laughs) surprised it is so real and I was like mommy was scared too like I felt like we were really getting shot at and chased and and again when this
0: like in the movies and he like knows the characters at all it's I know when we the last time that I was in Disney World with my little brothers when they were much younger uh Galaxy's Edge hadn't opened yet but they had this like fight Darth Vader experience and the older of my two little brothers was like game on this is my chance I'm gonna save the galaxy yes. like I believed he's taking down Darth Vader and then the younger of the two who was a little bit young for like the suggested age range was just so upset like could like was just terrified and they had to pull it like they were like this kid can't do it so yeah. it's so interesting how again if you depending on where you are kind of like developmentally and obviously also your interests um but when it's like you've seen these movies and these feel really real, like they, they make these experiences feel so real. And again, I've just heard such good things about Rise of the Resistance and that it's like. It's not just a ride. It's like a full experience. Yeah.
1: And I mean, you, from the minute you walk onto that ride, you are treated like a rebel and there's guards and they're being mean to you. Like they're telling you to stand here and don't move. And like, there's a huge room of like the stormtroopers that look really real. And then that's not even the ride yet. Like you're not even on it. And it's, once you get on the ride, like I was really blown away and I'd heard just like you like so many good things. And then I got on it and I was like, like how did they even do that yeah, like that was insane than, like, and I like only went on it one time and I was a little like preoccupied with like my terrified child so like I need to go on it again so badly
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, no, that's definitely high on my list that, and like you said, um,
0: Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, I've just turned it so much fun, so.
1: I wanted us to go on that so bad at the retreat, I was like, I'm willing to pay the stupid, like, extra whatever to get these people on this ride, but it wasn't even available, like, you couldn't even get on it. (laughs) And
0: again, I think it was, we had exactly the experience we were meant to have that day. Um, especially I'm thinking like if we had tried to squeeze that in that night I don't know how that would have gone for all
1: of us <laughs> no, no I don't know if it would have gone over <laughs> so
0: well so tired at that point we had done two parks in one day it was like the perfect marathon Disney day where we got to yeah. just do all the things and and then we just had this beautiful luxurious dinner we had you know popping and champagne and yeah. yeah so I think that was the the way we were meant to end the night and I agree. that I need to get back there soon so that I can get on that ride <laughs> yes <laughs> Well, so I know I don't want to keep this too long, but I do want to hear just a little bit about what are you offering that if people are hearing this and saying, like, I love this woman's energy, I need to be in her world. How can people connect with you? What's what's going on?
1: Yeah. So I am creating retreats for this fall. Um, it is a a redo and, you know, better than ever of outside the lines for September. It's the first weekend in September that we're doing outside the Lines, So it'll be very similar to the retreat that if you go back and listen to Kitty's podcast on that, it will be similar vibes. Obviously I'm going to be changing things up because that's fun, but, um, Yeah. So that's going to be happening in September. And I picked that weekend specifically because, uh, Disney's best kept secret is that that is the best time for crowds because you, uh, all the kids are back in school and parents aren't most parents aren't pulling their children out of school that early in the school year because adjustment and all the things. Like, if you do, I just love how you said you. most
0: because you're thinking, I think of yourself, right? Didn't think <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, I am totally taking kids. my
1: child out <laughs> when <laughs> that happens. And I don't, I really like trying to find times of year that are less busy. I it never does go. make a
0: really big difference. That's one huge thing difference. that I think,
1: even more so than the
0: actual planning of the trip itself, like once your, you know, dates are booked figuring out when to go and when to be in which part—it's it makes yeah it
1: does and I have gone so many times that like I don't need to be there during busy times like and but the thing is I've never been there except when I worked there over Christmas like I've never seen it because I don't want to deal with that Yeah. um and summer is so so hot and also the busiest time because kids are out of school yeah. um and so yeah I just like I'm very like summer in Disney is a no strategic no. about when I go however yeah. September is not really any less hot uh mm-hmm. but the crowds are significantly less when we were there I think it was two years ago in September and I've been there at that time before I just can't remember when uh it's like walk on to like the biggest rides and it's worth it. (laughs) So that is when we're gonna go on the retreat so that we can hit everything. but yeah, that's like my goal for that. And also I have added to the repertoire because you, I mentioned this, I'm a universal person. I love Harry Potter um, minus J.K. Rowling. And oh, um yeah, whole other episode. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like I read this quote once on that and I won't even get into it. But like the quote is, the book is for the readers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm just gonna run with that be- mm-hmm. because- Yep. I love Harry Potter and I we
0: hate we her. Yep. So like, <laughs> we want to be able to still love it. And I yeah, think it exactly so much in whether it's just that we're reading through the lines or not, like reading in between the lines or not. If what we got out of it was deep love and acceptance, then yeah. that's what we got out of it. Even exactly. if who what her intention was when she wrote it versus when she's made the more recent statement. Like, who knows? We never know someone else's experience. We only know our own.
1: Yeah but like yeah here here for harry potter just not that but <laughs>
0: again the um, harry potter world is just something else so yeah. the thought of being able to be there on a retreat with you in that immersive just it's so cool
1: yeah and so like i'm planning on that going to that sp- specific period on the slowest time, although much busier than September will be uh, Mm -hmm. when Christmas decorations are out, and that is the last weekend in November going into December. Um, So there's going to be a Harry Potter themed retreat really about like manifestation inner magic like trusting your like inner power. Um, ooh, I just got chills. Uh, <laughs> I just like love that connected to the Harry Potter theme. And I mean, you you know, for the Outside the Lines retreat, you got like ears, you got like, you know, like an experience. I was experience. gonna say that
0: was one of the things I feel like I don't remember if I talked too much about on the recap, but we got such good gifts on that retreat. Like again, I've been on a few retreats now and I always get, we always get beautiful like gifts. Every retreat I've been on is just like more beautiful than the next but you definitely hooked it up. I mean, and again, it was, it was not just that, you know, you got gave us super luxurious items, but it was more just so thoughtful. Like you clearly had put so much thought into each of our gifts for each of us and just everything, the the house, everything was
1: just so like thought out. I'm pretty sure the second thing I thought about after I was like, disney retreat inner child play i was like swag bags (laughs) i'm like i have all these ideas so like and i like can't wait to do it again like so the harry potter experience the power manifestation experience is going to be very similar except more harry potter based like y'all y'all's gonna get a wand like let's be real (laughs) um but yeah i think it's it's that's gonna be just like this different kind of vibe but still in the essence of like play and freedom and like, just in a more like inner power kind of way. I mean, they're kind of both that in a different way. Um, but yeah, I'm just creating these beautiful retreat experiences and that's like my goal for 2023. Um, And so, yeah, I'm playing around with maybe a date in May, but I'm not quite sure. But for sure, right now we have Outside the Lines in um, September and then the Harry Potter retreat, which is yet to be named. Um, I think it's just going to be called Power like I was planning on, Um, but that's going to be in late November. So if anyone who is listening is interested, you'll you have all my stuff from kitty yeah we'll definitely um, it in the show notes yeah and also i'm a disney travel specialist so if you're looking to book a vacation and want like a really i always say this and i know it sounds like such a line but like i love booking disney vacations i just get such a thrill and enjoyment and i'm passionate about it and i love helping people and answering questions and also, if I'm being honest, I love to be in control of that. Like, it's yeah. like, it's like really fun for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just love doing it. And so I was doing There's something it, that feels people- so good
0: when it like, you're you are able to kind of like fit it all in. It's like you, you take the wants and needs of everyone going on the trip. And it's like, again i think because we see things so deeply feel things so deeply it's like we can see and feel all of that and hold all of it and still find a way to come up with a trip that like does all the things and it's kind of like how did i even do this
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and i and i that's it's so fun it's like a a creative outlet for me um as well as just like i love disney so like ask me all the questions i'm here to talk about it and it's completely free to work with me so like i'm like welcoming you in with open arms. And I was doing it and helping people for so long that it was just silly for me not to get like certified and like train in it because yeah. I'm sure you had that experience too, Kitty. Like, you know, Disney so well, people are like, Hey, what's this? Or tell me about yeah. this. Um, and so I was just like, yeah, I'm going to be doing that on the side, but really like I do it all the time cause it's so much fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, I, I know, do that, I
0: I even said that, obviously I know a ton about Disney, but once we're ready to book our next vacation, I'm still going to do it through you. Cause I know we're going to get the best deals. You know what I mean? Yeah. And being able to like work together on it. So I think whether you are looking to book and have no idea what to do and want to just say, please tell me what to do, yeah. help me. <laughs> or if you're closer to me and you're like, look, I already know what I want. I pretty much know where I want to stay. I know I want to do these certain things. It's still worth it to work with Kate because she can get the best discounts. And again, she can do a lot of like the, the challenging parts of it, um, that again, the waking up early or the craziness yeah. of like trying to rebook when things are sold out. And
1: yes. And that's what like one thing people don't understand, like, cause I obviously have a lot of Disney friends, frequent flyers. I'm like, I get it. Like, you know how to do this. You've done it before, but I like, first of all, you're helping out a small business. So like, let's just throw that out there. Yep. So support your, your, your small businesses, but also, I do all the legwork. It's not even just like, oh, like I'll click on the website instead of you and then call it a day. Like, no, like I'm looking at open availability for restaurants. I'm waking up at 6 a.m. to book them the day that they open, at, which I love doing because I'm a weirdo. I am sitting there answering all your questions. Yeah. Or if you haven't been in a couple of years, so much has changed. Disney, uh, Genie Plus is like, Annoyingly complicated um, when you first learn it. So, like, I know how to walk you through that and I love it and it's free to do it with me. So, you yes. know, <laughs> well, why not? Yeah. Why not? Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah. So, that's kind of like my 2023 of like, I'm just working on those things. And I also own a business called Magical uh, Magic is Real Co. And it is a little bit of like Taylor Swift t-shirts and so if you're a Swifty like come my way I love you um but also I have created this uh like these boho fedora wide-brimmed hats they're amazing and I'm obsessed with it and it's been such a beautiful creative outlet and I've just loved every second of it and so you can follow me on that Instagram. I have a TikTok for that. I am former Cinderella on TikTok to follow all the Disney stuff. Um, and yeah, I, I've i been creating hats and that's been like my fall into this year, uh, like new adventure. And they're if you so love, special. Yeah. yeah. You you you'll see all the love of them. in them. Yeah. And I, I'm like obsessed with it. And they're kind of like lightly Swifty themed too, but like you wouldn't know it. Like, you only they're know it all if you're named
0: a... after Taylor Swift's songs, yes, right? So, it's yes. kind of like you get, mm-hmm. and definitely, and, and similar to like we were saying with Disney, right? It's like some of them are more themed than others, right? Like, all too well. I'm like, oh yeah, like, yeah, and like, and like there's, there's a, a fuck the patriarchy, there's a fuck the patriarchy, on it. <laughs> on it. like, it is so <laughs> epic. Um, and then there's some that obviously you would never know are related to Taylor Swift. So even if you're not a Taylor Swift person, but you're a hat person, I just think they're beautiful. And I know I've said, I'm like, we need to.
1: Yeah, they're them. all handmade, <laughs> handcrafted. And I just. I and you have, do
0: custom ones too, right? Like
1: if someone, yeah. they don't have one. Yeah, so I do, like I have, you know, a bunch for sale at any time. And then I also do custom made one and I've done a few beach hats. So if like you're going vacation or like going to the beach this summer, They have turned out so cute too. And they're not even like they're just like a vibe. So I do like custom ones and we can like play around with colors and color schemes and concepts you're thinking about and yeah, create you your own special unique hat, which is fun.
0: So fun and just so in alignment with everything we've said here today of just like really being with what lights you up and trusting. Yeah,
1: Yeah. just like welcoming in your your weird and yeah, and just like rolling with it, like. If you told me last year I was going to own a hat business, I'd be like, you got problems because that ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, and so now good. here we are. <laughs> so, good. so I know you said you're a former Cinderella on TikTok. Is that also your Instagram?
1: My Instagram is I am Caitlin Apple. And Caitlin can be spelled 16 billion ways. So I'm just going to spell it for you. C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Double I with a C. There you go. <laughs> and then Apple Like the Fruit makes it really easy. I'm Caitlin Apple. I'm yeah. so grateful that you've been on. And Thank we you so much for having me.
0: Dive in. And yeah. again, I think it's so funny because... Even in those moments when we weren't directly talking about Disney adults, we were because we are the Disney adults. So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and like you'll be cool like us if you want to be a Disney adult. <laughs> Seriously, join yeah. the join the cult. Yes, yes, um, and and I'll say you
0: know my DMs are open on spiritually underscore ever after on Instagram um if you are curious if you hear this and you're like I don't I don't know like you know can you suggest a movie can you suggest something to get into it please dm me I'm sure Kate's nodding her head so I'm sure she's open too like it's like we want we really want to talk about this all the time
1: whenever we're allowed to so yeah it's it I'm always open for a Disney chat yes. <laughs> if you want to talk to me about Taylor Swift or Disney I am always up DMs are open. <laughs> <laughs> dms are wide open people so good <laughs> Oh, so but yeah, good. I hope, you know, to see some of you guys on my retreats this year, you guys can, a good thing to like ask Kitty about would be that because she experienced it as a client, I can promote my stuff all day long, but like she has an insider's experience and yeah, they're just, they're going to be incredible. So.
0: And again, if you want to, you know, if you're someone who's maybe more introverted, not necessarily comfortable, like reaching out to me or reaching out to Kate, go listen to the episode on the recap, like listen to that, get your feet wet. Um, And I know, you know, I can definitely speak to, obviously we've had a relationship prior to me going on this retreat, but the whole process of um, me making the decision to go on the retreat was not an easy one, not in terms of the wanting to go. That was the (laughs) most obvious easy answer. (laughs) Yes. As soon as I learned about it. Um, but there was just a lot going on in my life and trying to figure out, you know, how to make it work. And I think I decided what like four weeks, five weeks before we actually went. So it just was like the craziness. And just the way that you held me through that was really special. And again, was like, well, then I was like, I have to go, just based on um, yeah, the way that you kind of held space for that decision. And again, thank you. I think a lot of this can be really challenging, right? When it's like we're friends, but we're paying each other for services or paying each other to go on yeah. retreats together and, and all these conversations. Um and you know you can feel it when it's genuine. You can feel it when someone is saying, mm-hmm. look, I'd love for you to come and I don't know if that's the right experience right now for you or whatever that conversation right. is. And I know that you like you're the person who's who's willing to have those conversations and to really yeah. hold this space to make sure that it's what's right for the client.
1: Yeah, and also like it only benefits me and the rest of the clients that are attending too. Like I want you to be a hell yes. I want you to be in, even if there's reservations for whatever reason. Like I want it to feel good to you, um, because you are a part of the energy of the whole experience, right? So like if that. If I pushed you into buying or you impulse buy it or something like that, I would be like, not a good energy. So yeah. I have no interest in that whatsoever. And, and just, it goes deep.
0: Like, it's, I think sometimes people hear Disney and they think, oh, okay, so you're just going to kind of like go play in the parks for a few days and, you know, hang out at night and maybe talk about your feelings. It's like, it, it goes so much. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. We have Lainey Den. Shout out to our girl, Lainey. She is so uh inner child. You know healing certified and so we do hypnosis we do breath um, work her breath, breath work so we do art therapy um there's just a lot of like beautiful aspects to that retreat and power will be the same with just like different aspects um and I guess that's the name it's power it's already it's already named that <laughs> um and yeah it's just it's a healing spiritual retreat with these like uh, just a different angle. And different, like vibe to what you typically see. Yes, so
0: good. Well, thank you again. I love yes. you. You're I love you. So I'm good just so see we to see your face
1: and this. talk. <laughs> seriously We could talk. We could literally keep talking for an hour. <laughs> That's I know. Why I'm like
0: we've been on for an hour and a half, and <laughs> it is time to cut this off. Yes, instead. So, <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you again, Kate and all my listeners thank you so much for joining us again this is spiritually ever after please leave a review if you haven't already and we will see you next time bye thank you for being here and listening if you loved it leave a review and or share and tag me i would love to connect with you i'm spiritually underscore ever after on instagram and spiritually ever after on tiktok see you real soon